a little bit. We don't really know exactly unless we weigh it, right? So what do you think happens if I just kept holding on to that thing for a little bit? For, for, for an hour or so. Maybe another hour. Get a little heavy, wouldn't it? Y'all are catching on now. I appreciate y'all working with me. How about if I held this for a couple of days? A couple of months? It'd get really heavy, wouldn't it? It'd start paralyzing me. It would start just being overwhelming, wouldn't it? Even though it starts out as something not so big, not so heavy, not so bad. But as we hold it, it gets bigger and heavier as far as our, our, our strength to carry it. Today, I want to start out with that right there and just remind you, you know what? That today, I think a lot of us just hold on to a lot of our problems just like that. We hold on to them, and we hold on to them a little bit longer. And we say, well, they're not really, it's not a big deal. It's not a real big deal. But then again, we start seeing that it starts, man, start losing, losing the feeling in my hand. I start feeling like this or, or whatever. And I just wanted to share that illustration to set off today's message because I know sometimes we just need to let things go. Amen. So I hope that helps y'all today, which is going to walk right in to what we do on our message. Now, when I say this word, I want to know what comes to your mind. Help. Danger. Danger. Right. Help. What, what, what happens? What's going on? We're looking. We're going. We're going back and forth. Man, there's something is, is, is happening, right? And sometimes, you know, it's, it's just overwhelming. You know, it could be an accident. It could be danger. It could be I've fallen and I can't get up. Amen. Right? It could be that. But think about it. It could be more than I can handle. Somebody just says, help. How many folks don't like to ask for help? Let's just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pray for everybody that didn't raise their hand. Right? But think about that. What about when we're in times of hurt and brokenness and overwhelming and sorrows and weakness? Help takes a whole new meaning, doesn't it? It takes a whole new meaning. And I pray today as we walk through here that we're encouraged from what the Lord showed me this week. Because I don't know about you guys. I know I need help on the daily. How about you? And it's really relying upon God. And don't forget this. God puts other folks in your life to help. That, he, they, that they can be their, his hands and his ears and his back sometimes, you know. So... Man, needing help is not a bad thing. But, you know, a lot of times we really have trouble asking for help. And, and, you know, I wonder why that is. Could it be prideful? Okay, just asking. Could it be, well, they can't do it as good as me, which is still prideful. Well, I hate to ask anybody because they're so busy, right? But you go out there and exhaust yourself, hurt yourself and everything else. Now we really got to help because now you're down and out. So you might be helping us when you ask us to help you when you need help. I don't think I can say it again. Y'all caught it the first time, right? Think about that. And we all get like that sometimes. We say, you know, it's no big deal. How about this? Sometimes we don't ask God for help because we, we don't want to bug, bug God. It's just a small thing. It's just a little thing. That was just a small thing, right, when we started out that conversation? Well, it didn't weigh much. But over time... That burden can become greater and greater, heavier and heavier, and pull us down and pull us away from the things of God. So let me tell you today that help is not a bad thing. And you know how I like to break things out. While I was praying over this word, God just showed me some really cool things, and I think it's going to help us today. But I, I want us to look at what the, the wisest man to ever walk the earth upside other than Jesus was King Solomon. And this is what he says in Proverbs 18.10. Y'all ready? It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it. And are safe. 
When you need help, you want to be safe, don't you? You want to run to that safe place. You need some help. And I pray today as we walk through some difficult times and not on just life, but in our church family. And if you're not going through a tough time now, you will. I'm not, I'm not preaching doom and gloom. I'm giving you the tools so when it does come that you can stand on top of that and have the victory in Jesus. Everybody say amen, all right? So this is what the Lord was showing me this week as I was walking through some tough things. And uh, he says, you know what? Let's take that, that, that H and let me show you how I can help you. We all need hope. Amen. I started looking in the Bible and hope is mentioned over 130 times in the King James Version. So I want to take a look at here and see what we got. I got some scripture that you guys be sure to write this down or, or you know, save it to your iPad, whatever. Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. And I said, look at this. How do faith and hope fit together? How do, they, how do they do that? And we talk about this a lot, but sometimes we, we get out of whack on that. And I said, faith and hope are first cousins. They connect together as we believe the promises of God. Amen? So let's look at it this way. You know, there's, there's things that God wants to do in us. When we need help, we need hope. Have you ever had somebody that just seems like they're, they're, there's no hope? What happens to their spirit? They're crushed. They don't even want to get out of bed. They don't want to try again. They don't want to play no more. They're, they're counting themselves out. But when you find somebody that's got hope, and I'm talking about the hope in the Bible, knowing that Jesus is who he says he is, they have a will to live. They have a will to say, tomorrow's going to be better. I'm going to get through this. And even if it doesn't go down the way that I want it to, my hope is in Christ. Amen. We're living that right now. We're living that right now. Y'all know what I mean. We're walking through that right now. So when we see that, what happens? We go, man, I need to be trusting in what God says. I need to be watching what God is doing. I said, there's, there's so many different things. I, my, my mind was just exploding when I was, was, was writing this down to, this week. There's so many things going on. And I want to tell you all a story. I did a, a funeral some time ago. And uh, I was leaving the funeral. And I try to position myself at the back so if anybody's got a question about anything said, anything like that, hey, man, I'd be glad to talk to you. And there was a gentleman that stayed behind, and, and, and he talked to me, and he, he was very, he was very uh, uplifting to me. He said, man, I really appreciate your words. That was great. I, I'd love, to, you know, I have a church home, but I'd love to come visit you guys sometime, you know. Do you do a Bible study? Yeah, we do a Bible study, or anytime, anytime you want to come, we'd love to have you. I know you got a church home, but if you want to visit, we'll make you at home while you're here. So I said, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, right here, Nine Cedar Road, come on down and see us. So a couple of weeks went by. And we got ready, and a lot of stuff we've been working on, we've been working off DVDs and stuff, and because of the, the sun and stuff like that, we'll shut the door a little bit, and we pray, and we start going on into the, the movie clip, and then we're going to talk about the movie clip. We have a great time. And probably about 15 minutes into the movie clip, we hear somebody at the door. We're like, what, what's going on? And I get up, and I see my new friend coming in. See, I kind of left a little something out. See, my new friend has MS. See, my new friend is bound to a wheelchair most of the time. He can get around a little bit. And it took him the whole time to get from there to here. But his hope was in coming in with his brothers and sisters to hear the word of God. His heart was said, I told you I was coming. I'm coming. I don't know what we preached that, last, that night. I don't know what we taught on that, that night. I couldn't tell you what Bible verse, but I can tell you what was preached that night. 
was that we need to have a heart for God. There's folks, that there, there's things that we take so much for granted, so much for granted, that other people have to struggle to just to grab hold of. And I'm going to tell you what, that was a teachable moment for me. That's probably over a year ago. And as I went through hope and I went through, you know, people really keeping their eyes on the, on the, on the, on the, the big picture, I remembered what he shared that night. The zeal that this man has for the Lord is amazing. He talked about all the mission trips that he went on. Come on now. He talked about how even though that he was in a situation with a chair and some crutches, that God used that as an amazing platform so that he could share the gospel message. He talked about going to, to Argentina and, and how he would meet the kids and he would hang out with them and, and everybody else. And they would say, hey, that's that dude in the wheelchair. What's going on? How can he be so happy? How, how can, what's going on here? It was because his hope is in Christ. Even though at this moment he is living in crisis, he saw past that and his hope is in Christ. What an encouragement. Others going through sickness, others going through tough times, and they still look past their crisis and they look to Christ. Lord, help them to help us to have that heart. Lord, help us to have that hope. That's the hope I'm talking about today. Not a hope so, maybe so. It's a God I know so. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Sometimes we just need to lay things down. Amen. I'm seeing that over this week. Jesse's graduating here next week. That means things. How many know people things get busy? I mean, they get busy. We're here. And life's still going on. Ministry's still going on. Mama still needs this. We got to do this. Everything's going on. Not complaining. Just saying life kicks in. And I don't know about you, but this little bean only takes in so much. So the guy cuts the grass for my mom. I called him yesterday. He lives. I was at my mom's. I said, I need to pay the guy to cut the grass. I called him up. I said, hey, man, I'll be there in two minutes. I'm walking out the door, going to get in the car. I'm going to bring you the money. Not a problem. I get in the car, drive off, head all the way up to Newport News, miss my exit, go around the Clover, go around there, go to my buddy's house, pull up, and my buddy goes, is everything okay? I go, I was supposed to go to your house. He said, you all right? I said, I hope so. See, in that minute, I was thinking about something else. I was on to the next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. And so sometimes we need to lay some things down. I said, dude, I apologize. I'll be back by my mom tomorrow. He said, no, man. He says, but that's not like you. If you tell me something, you do it. That's what I try to do. But sometimes we get so focused on the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the thing after that when we need to be thinking about the main thing. That was just a little side note, how fast things. I'm like, how in the world? And as soon as he called, I go, I'm 20 miles away. I could have walked to his house 87 times. I went right by, right by I didn't, you know, I'm. Do you ever get like that in your life? Now, let me say this. Do you ever, now I forgot about my grass man, Jeff. You ever forget about the Lord? I knew I was going. I, I knew I had to do it. I was going to pay my dues. I was going to take care of everything. Mama kissed her on the cheek. Didn't forget that. If I forget that, that's trouble. Kissed her on the cheek. All right, I'm heading out. And I was on to the next thing. See, we'll pray a little bit. Lord, I love you. Thank you. And then we spend the rest of our day chasing and going and chasing and going and chasing and going. And then at the end of the day, you go, what in the world? You ever look at the end of your day and say, man, 
I've got to thank the Lord for this or that. Boy, you know, I really should have prayed about that situation. Maybe, maybe that's why this went this way or that way. Just giving you some real live stuff. We need help. We need to slow down, and I'm preaching to me first, and take it a bite at a time. Amen? Look at this here. Proverbs 13, 12. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. We talked about it earlier when I first started talking. Man, if you got some hope, you got, you got a dream. Has God put a dream in your heart? Has God put something in your heart that maybe you say, man, it's been a long time. I'm here today. I pray that through, through the word of God, that it cultivates something in your heart, that the word of God starts transforming your life and starts saying, you know what? I need to get back on focus. I need to get back my eyes on the Lord. My hope is in Christ. And you know what? Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. What is that dream that God placed in your life? What is that task that God wants to use you for with your gifting to see it through? I think today we need, need to slow down and refocus. And here's something else. Have hope in the promise, not in the problem. Oh, now I know I preach on this from time to time. Have you ever been around somebody, because I know y'all don't do it, probably y'all been around somebody that does this, right? That they will talk about the problem, and then you come back, they're still talking about the problem. And then you try to give them some input about the problem, and they say, no, that won't work, because I got a problem. And they just keep on telling you problem. And next thing you know, this problem that was probably about this size is a bush. And then you come back six months later, and the problem has turned into a jungle. You're trying to find a person because they just keep preaching and, and talking about the problem. Man, what would happen if we spoke about the promise as much as we did the problem? Woo, come on. I think it turned things around. How about say, I'm not saying that it's not going on. I didn't feel good this morning. We're playing songs. I was like, they said, you all right? I said, I don't know. I don't feel good. But I knew this. I said, you know what? We're going to pray. You know what? We're going to keep going. Guess what? I feel good now. When I start getting in the groove and start preaching and talking about Jesus, man, I'm going to tell you what. Everything starts changing in my life and things start turning around. And it's not just for me. Yesterday was a tough day. A friend of mine that I grew up with, I've known all my life, they lost their 21-year-old daughter like that. Still don't know all the bits and pieces and all that. Uh, they think it might have been a blood clot or whatever, and they call me in the middle of the week, and I'll go, oh my gosh, man. And so we arrange things, and we're going to do the, the, the service yesterday, and I go in to talk to them, and, and my buddy, one step, he's laughing, one step, he's crying, one step, he's okay, one step, he's laughing. He don't even know which way is up. And we begin to share about our life. Man, amazing young lady. So gifted with art and, and, and things like this. So much going on. Loving family. Just doing life, man. And things changed. Things changed. And what I saw change was this. As I begin to preach the gospel message, this is the gospel message, right? Jesus died on the cross, rose on the third day. Amen. For our sin debt. I start, I'm a people watcher. And as I'm speaking about Jesus and, 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 and God's gift to us, and even in the midst of their storm and everything else, when, when the water's coming in the boat, that Jesus can still the storm and he will take us to the other side. And I'm preaching on that and I'm talking about it. And I see my buddy and he's sitting here. And he stops crying. And he doesn't talk much. And he gets up and he says, 
I need the pulpit. I just sat down. He said, my baby's gone. And there's another one that can't be here today because she's just so upset about that. But they had friends talking. And he said, that circle's been broken, but I'm going to tell you what, God's in the restoration business. And the best you know, he called one of the girls that was his friend. He said, I need you up here. Come here. And he held on to that little girl. And he said, I need you right here. I want you to come up here. And he hold it, held the girl's hands. He said, I'm going to tell you what. You might not be my blood, but you're my daughter's. And I appreciate everything you've done for me. And, I, and he took that time and he went like this. He went like this. He said, I want to tell y'all something right now. Great boldness. He says, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I want you to hear that. I'm telling you the same thing. I love you. Because he knew in an instant how everything in his world changed. In an instant. But the boldness that came from the hope that he has in the Lord, trans everybody was going. Because there's one answer, it was the Lord working in his life. Was he hurt, was he, was he humble? Yeah, absolutely. Is he probably having a tough day today? Absolutely. And I got to meet with him afterwards. And he said, was that all right? <laughs> I said, no, that was God, it was perfect. I said, bro, you were the preacher that day. You were the one with the message that day about love and forgiveness and about family and about God, about hope. See, I tell you what, I, I love watching things unfold and, and seeing what's happening. And you think it's going to go this way and all of a sudden it goes this way because God intervenes. So many prayers yesterday. So many prayers yesterday. You never know what you're walking into and something like that. And then you see God. Begin to heal the hearts of those that are broken. You see God begin to tear down walls that have been built up for years and years and years and years. And you see God bring unity. Because you know why? We start getting our eyes off the problem and we get our eyes on a promise. Somebody say amen. amen. Take a look at this. This is what the Lord showed me with the E in help. We need to be keeping an eternal perspective. When you hear the word eternity, eternity, what comes to mind? Heaven. How Jesus what comes to mind? Eternity. What else comes to mind? Here's something that, that probably doesn't come to mind, but maybe it should. You ready? Hell. See, there's two sides of the coin. That's why we need to be prepared today so that our answer for eternity is with Christ. Amen? So many times we just go on about our business and we think, oh, man, oh, oh yeah, yeah. We don't ever think about that. But what about, what about that when we go through suffering and, 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 and things like that? But when we got the perspective of God and we've got the promise of God and we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, guess what? Eternity's got a whole different connotation, doesn't it? You, you look forward to that. In some little crazy spot in our heart, we're almost jealous for those that get to go before us. Amen? Because we know there's no more pain, there's no more suffering, there's no more thing. You get to see the Lord, their, lo their loved ones. This is for the folks that put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus. Amen? See, we're here to pick up the pieces and go on and keep, keep hurt, you know, hurting folks to, to keep looking and, 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 and getting an eternal perspective. But they have made a choice early on, I pray. 
and today is the day if you haven't, to choose Jesus. Their hope is in Christ. So their eternity is secure. That's how you can go and deal with those things because you got it up against the backdrop of the cross. Amen. Here's something else. We just need to share our story and entrust God with the results. How often do you share your story? Now, I don't mean every time you see somebody over the food line to go, oh, here he comes again. But when those opportunities come, are you willing to share what God's done in your life? Are you willing to stand for what you believe, to give account for what you believe? Have you ever asked somebody what they believe? Have you ever had that? You know, I, I love to eat out, and usually why I love to eat out is because I get to talk to people over a meal. Somewhere in that time that I'm eating, I don't even care if it's a snow cone, Jesus is going to come up. Because first I'm going to pray over it, right? Whatever. And if I eat ice cream fast, I'm going to think I'm going to meet Jesus. Because I'm going to tell you what, anybody, has anybody ever died from an ice cream headache? I don't know if it's recorded, but I'm telling you what you think you're going out of here. But I'm going to tell you, on those times, you know, do you make that difference? I don't, I don't try to make a front about, oh, excuse me, kids, let's go ahead and pray. Get all King James and everything. But it's so funny when I go out to eat with my buddies. It is. Because everybody goes out and we, they know we're going to pray. And I've said it before, but it's, it's kind of funny. If I'm the last one to get my food, they're over here doing this. They're moving the salad around. They're doing this. They're sipping the drink again. They're moving the biscuits around on the table. And sometimes I just slow down. You know, see, are y'all going to eat without praying? Y'all going to eat without praying? And I get them with this all the time. I said, man, you don't know what them people are doing back there. You better pray over that food, right? I said, yeah, we better pray. But in that moment, we, we pray over that food. And it makes a difference. Because you know what? They know what you stand for. We need to be standing for Jesus. Let's take a look at this. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. Let's just stop right there. Wide is the gate, right? I mean, narrow is the gate, but wide is the gate and broad that leads to destruction. It's wide, man. You know what you got to do to go to heaven? Nothing. You're on your way, right? Because he says, all of sin, it falls short of the glory of God. You know what you got to do to go to heaven? Put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Just believe in what he's done. He said it just sounds so simple. Jesus did the hard part. As we look at this, let's finish up here. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. You know what I find doing, doing funerals and doing things, and there's no reflection on any of these. I'm talking about in general. Everybody seems to think everybody's going to heaven. What do y'all think? And only a few find it. There's other scriptures that go with that too. Only a few find it. You know why? Because we like to follow the crowd instead of follow Christ. Anybody ever, ever had some real peer pressure? Okay, I'm going to pray for this side first. You know you have when you're going to school. You got to have the right shoes, the right hair, everything else, or whatever, the right car, the right songs, the right whatever, whatever, right? We just got to get into that sometime. Or you don't want to do this because nobody else is doing that. Or the other side of it, Dad, can we do this? No, everybody else is. You, you weren't born to everybody else. Have you ever heard this, Thomas? 
I got one Jesse and I got one Thomas. This is the way we're going to do it. This is the way we're going. We're going with God's ways. Amen? Not trying to make it hard. Not trying to make anything like that. Just had a little get-together, had people everywhere, all over the place. And my buddy said, D -d -d he got a lot of friends. I said, yeah. I said, guess what? Most of them are over here all the time. See, I lost my music room. It went to Jesse's man cave. It's upstairs. But that's okay. Because guess what? I get to see everybody comes in. Everybody comes out. Everybody comes in. Everybody comes out. And I know his friends. I get to know his friends. How you doing? What's going on? What's your name? Where do you live? Who's your mom? What's going on? All these things. Because you know what? I want to make sure that they're not led astray. I'm not saying my boys are any better than anybody else, but I'm going to tell you what. Dad's on the watchdog. Amen? Because they are precious to me. They are precious to me. And so I want to make sure what's going on. Guess what? Those kids coming in and out that I, I don't really know, they're precious to me. It's amazing. All the time, man. It's so good. You know, you get a relationship with the kids. I think it was Robert, one of his buddies. He's so cool. This guy goes over and goes, and all of them are taller than me now. And we got a little party going on. He got all these fancy cupcakes, and Robert goes over and goes, Mr. Chapman, how you doing? I said, I'm doing all right. Did anybody pray over the cupcakes yet? I said, I don't know, but I said, let me ask headquarters, can we get one? Denise, can we have one? She said, go ahead. He said, appreciate it, bro. <laughs> but they know the deal, right? He come out and everything. Is these cupcakes been blessed yet? <laughs> yeah, they're ready, man. Let's roll out there. Because they know what the deal is, you know? I'm not beating anybody up with the, with the, with the Bible or anything. I'm just loving on them. You know, hey, what y'all gonna do when you get out of school, man? How can I pray for you? What's going on? That's awesome. You know, tell me about your job. Tell me what's going on, man. That's a real blessing, isn't it? That's I'm always trying to give them a safe place and point them to the hope we have in Christ. Because I know that only a few find the road, but I'll tell you what, that don't mean we don't stop giving out giving out the the the, the map, does it? The gospel. Hey, I want to tell you about Jesus. I want to tell you about Jesus. I want to tell you about Jesus. Because you know what? Eternity is a long, long time. I, I, I want to go back to this about asking people what they believe. Early on when I first got saved, they didn't believe what I believed. I got mad. Guess how good that did? Nothing. Didn't do nothing. But as time went by, God started to give me a little wisdom and I just eat my French fry and tell them, I said, well, what do you believe? Oh, I believe this. And then I ask them, you know, oh, I, I just believe, I just believe, uh, you know, they might say, uh, well, I'm going to heaven. I say, well, why? Oh, I'm a nice guy and everything else. Well, well why, why, do you, why, what, why do you, what are you basing that on? What mama said? Well, I don't know who told mama what, but I know what the Bible says. It is a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. See, what happens is sometimes if you just listen and you ask them, but, but why do you think that? If somebody was to ask you, why do you believe what you believe, what would you say? Because they turned it on. I said, well, that's interesting. I don't say, well, you're wrong. I don't just say, that's interesting. I said, help me to understand that. Eat another french fry. Help me to understand that. Well, because this, and I treat people good, and I try to do this and everything else, so, so God's going to let me in. And I said, eating my french fry. I said, but the word says that our works are like filthy rags. That we can't work our way to heaven. That it's a gift from God. 
Oh. You see, I'm, I'm not badgering them. I'm asking them. We're having communication. And sometimes they say, well, tell me more about that. See, the door's open. Sometimes they go, well, you believe what you believe. I believe what I believe. I said, you know what? I appreciate your time today. That's good. Pass the french fries, whatever it is. You know, but I want to make that opportunity and see if God's going to move in that situation because eternity is a long time. Amen. Because we all need help. Let's keep on moving. Everybody doing good? How about love? Mm. What comes to mind when you hear that? When you hear the word love? Amen. Anybody else? Sacrifice. I like that. Anybody else? Living. Giving, I like that. Family, caring, bring it on. This is good. What you got? What's that? Amen. God's gift. That's good. Family, man, love. That's that's a. You know, isn't it amazing that love, that one little word, covers so much territory. You know, I like the first thing he said was Jesus, and I think everything else funnels out from that. It's amazing, isn't it? But you know what I also see? We say we love a lot of stuff, don't we? Oh, I love that car. Ooh, I love that chicken for Popeyes. Whatever it is. Yeah, I love that. I love this. I love. We just sling that word around, don't we? But do we really love like God wants us to love? There's different types of love. You know, I love my puppy dog. But I love the Lord. You see what I mean? So a lot of times we, 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 we kind of water that down. We kind of water that down. But today I want to tell you about the greatest love story ever told. It's about Jesus giving his life for you. I got to tell you this story. I got to tell you this story that I heard yesterday. The testimonies of that young lady that passed. One of her little girlfriends come up. She's probably about 18, 20. And she said the first memory she had of Blake was this. They, they were in preschool. And they would uh, take nap time and things like that. And sometimes they would camp out, you know, out. And they, they would do stuff out in the playground. And they'd have them out there. And there was a lot of sand on the floor. And so the first thing she remembers about her friend was that she wrote hi in the sand. I said, isn't that something? And immediately I went back to this. I thought about Jesus writing in the sand. Y'all remember that story? When they catch the woman in an adulterous situation, they bring her in there and sling her out in front of everybody. They were trying to set up Jesus, the whole deal, and says, well, what are you going to do with her? She's caught in adultery. So usually what the law says, hey, man, we got a stoner. But Jesus is sitting there writing in the sand. And the Bible says one by one by the oldest, they dropped their rock and left. And finally, after all that, Jesus says, where are those that accused you? He said, there's none, Lord, there's none. He said, I accuse you not. Stop sending going about your life. See, right there we see the transition from law to grace. What is it that Jesus has written in the sand for you? Is it forgiveness? Is it grace? Is it mercy? Is it help? Is it love? See, so many times we don't even take time to read the love notes that God gives us each day. For that young lady, she went back 20 years almost. And remember, this started with two letters, one finger in the sand. For us, it's a cross, three nails. That's love. 
Let's keep on rolling. First John 4, 8. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. Amen. Think about that. God's love for us is so hard to even to put in the words. True love will cause you to do things you never thought you'd do. Now, I'm getting ready to get into this real hot and heavy with my grandbaby coming. Everybody's warning me and say, you will do stupid stuff for your grandbaby. Amen. Amen. You just will. I will. I do, I do stupid stuff anyway, but now I got a reason. Because <laughs> when my kids were little, I did stupid stuff. I still do. Oh, I used to get in trouble. Drive Denise crazy. I get in there, and they get ready to go to bed. <laughs> they get in bed, get in there, and I'll crawl in, crawl on the ground, crawl all the way up there, and grab their hand and go, hey, what's happening? <laughs> I said, you need your daddy, don't you? <laughs> yes, indeed. That's it. Or they hate it when I dance. Oh, they go, oh, my gosh. Yeah, they hate that. And they really hate it when their friend's over and you dance. I can't do that no more. I can't do that no more. But you just, I just love them, man. I just love, I love my family. I love doing stuff. I love my friends, man. I love my church family. And, and, and I love for people to know about Jesus. I love for people to know about Jesus. Because that's the best news I got. That's the best news there is. I want everybody to know. Woo. So I'm going to tell you what, when it's my time, when I'm getting ready to check out of here, say, well, one thing, it's going to be a loud day in heaven when he gets there. Because you know I can't stand still. They're going to say, hey, that looks like Pastor Chapman. Go ahead. Jesus. Someone probably close line me. Pooh, slow down. Because I can't wait to see my Savior face to face. I cannot wait. I always say, if you can't find me, I'm going to be the guy up there trying to hug him. Y'all, I'll hug y'all every time you come in here. I'll be like, one minute, it's my turn. Right? But he's a big God. He's, he's able to hug us all. He's able to save us all because he loves us. God is love. Let's keep on going. Is this helping anybody today? I pray it is. Love goes deep. Whoo, love goes deep, doesn't it? Mm-mm-mm. Got to see some more pictures of my grandbaby on the way. I know y'all getting tired of it. Just act like it's new to you. Because we got a few more months. I'm going to keep talking about it. I am excited. Looked at there. I said, thank the Lord. Doesn't have Thomas's nose. Praise the Lord. That's an inside joke because I get it all the time. But let me tell you, and, and my daughter-in-law says this, I just love her. I just love her. Isn't that amazing? She ain't never seen her other than pictures. She didn't do anything. She can't do the baton. She can't dance, can't sing, can't fix your breakfast. She just loves her already. Guess what we do too? We're just like, oh, more pictures. Oh, all that. Isn't that think about what God thinks about you. I, I want to take it from that level. Take it to here. Wow. I'm ready. I am ready. I don't care what she calls me. Pops, Paw, buddy, whatever. Because I'm going to be right in the middle. I'm, I'm ready. I got the plan down. I can't wait. Everybody told me, but this, they told me, save money so you can spend it on her. I'm not too busy. Denise can get another job. <laughs> She's younger than me. She can get another job. Miss <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Joe said, you in it now, boy. But I'm just saying, think about that love. Think about that, how love that deep, that deep that love goes. And, and, and she's not even here. Whew. Now think about God's love for you. He went to the cross willingly. Poured out his blood willingly. They thought they was going to snatch up on Jesus. He said, whoa, boom, everybody fell back. We're doing it my way. 
laid his life down for you because he loves you. You say, well, that was a long time ago. He saw you before you were even here. He saw you before you was even knitted, knitted together in your mother. Look at this. Let's talk about some of that love. Amen. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 starts out. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. I usually read that part twice. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. That's what you got with Jesus. He said, hey, that's what you, God is love. He never fails. You see it? It's tied together, man. Grab hold of it. Look at that. Love goes deep with Jesus. Amen. Went right to the grave, but it couldn't hold him there because on the third day he rose. We have a risen Savior. Somebody say, I got help. His name is Jesus. Amen. Let's keep on going. All right. When I was working through this, I said, well, what is the P for, Lord? And he just laid it on. It's peace. <coughs> Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the what? Peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know what? Today, our sermon today is called help. Does that help anybody today? You know? The Lord gives us the recipe for peace right there. That's the recipe. Let's go back. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, pray about it. Bring it to God, man. Have a thankful heart. And he said, you know what? The, you'll get the peace of God. It goes on. It even transcends all understanding. I saw that yesterday with that dad. You know what happened yesterday? Several people spoke yesterday. They walked 10 steps from there to here. And each one of them said, why do I cry when I get here? Why do I cry when I get here? Because I believe that God's love was just pouring over them. God's love was just pouring over them. It wasn't terrifying tears. It was just like tears were just rolling. Because the love of God and the weightiness of his glory gets on you. And it starts bringing tears. When I, when I start thinking about the different times in my life that, that God has, has just poured out in my life. I feel that weightiness, that, 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 the presence of God. And next thing you know, I'm going, where's his tears coming from? And I've said it many times, it's not a bad thing to cry. Keep your head from swelling. That's a good thing. We don't need to be prideful. We need to be about Jesus. Look at this. Some more about peace. First Peter 5, 7. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. That would be a great memory verse, wouldn't it? And, and notice how I underlined this something right here. How about this? Give all. A lot of times we sandbag on some stuff, right? Well, I, you know, it's my fault, so I'm just going to hold on to it. We're getting some mileage out of this, this water bottle today. Next time you drink some water, think about it. Am I holding on to anything that's keeping God's best from me? Am I holding on to anything that's going to wear me down that God already bought, paid for, purchased, and forgave me about? Is that it? Or will I turn around and trust God and drink of his word and bask in that? 
Peace is an amazing thing. Peace is, is something that everybody says they want, but they're too busy fighting for it to receive it. You know? They're too busy fighting for peace to just receive it many times. Give you an example. Well, I got to do this. I got to get to church and I got to do this. And I was going to do that Bible study. And man, there's 14 chapters I got to read. And see, we, we're going we gonna to work our way to peace. But the peace is already there. We need to take the piece of the puzzle and insert ourselves in the story. You want peace? Seek after the Lord. You want peace? Try forgiveness. It might just start with the man in the mirror, the lady in the mirror. Because Jesus already paid the price. Over and over we see that we need help. Have you ever tried to help somebody that doesn't want help? It's, it's tough, isn't it? You know what you usually have to do? You got to let them go. And, and, and it's breaking your heart. But they can't see, they can't take the blinders off, they can't see past the problem. But maybe God will use us to help them see a little bit of the promise. Just a little bit of the promise. Maybe it's something that you've been through and come out the other side and you can share with somebody. There's people that, 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 that I know in this room have been through some really, really tough times. And God's brought them out the other side. And I know those things are still painful, but they've been able to, to, to allow God to work in their life to use them and use that situation that the enemy wanted to use for bad, but they can use it to help somebody else. Just use what's going on in your life to bring peace in somebody's life. How many people like peace? Amen? Amen. Well, let's take a look at this. I'm going to bring it home with this. How can we help others? We're going to do a little review here. H, we're going to point them to the hope in Christ, the risen Savior. Amen? We're going to keep an eternal perspective. We're going to share the love of Christ. We're going to practice peace of God by walking in his precepts. You know how we do that? By being in his word. Look at this here. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Let me tell you, I pray today, just a quick, straight, boom message right down the pipe. I hope it helps. I hope it encourages. I hope it builds your faith. I hope you see how God worked in other people's situation and brought them through different times of their life. I hope that you know what, you'll think about today as we go and experience some stuff as a church family that we, we need to, to pull together for one another. As we praise God for life and we praise God for the celebration of life for those that have gone to be with the Lord. Lord, help us to rely on you. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for the message today. I know I need help. I need hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I need to keep an eternal perspective. I need to share your love, Lord. And I need to practice walking in the peace of that of Jesus Christ. So friends, if you're here today and you say, I need help, let me point you to the one that can make the difference. His name is Jesus. There's things in our life that we can really mess up, but there's nothing in your life that God will not forgive you of. I want you to hear that again. There's nothing in your life 
that Jesus Christ's blood did not purchase for you. You need to receive it. We need to receive it and ask the Lord to help us to walk in that. I ask this question all the time. If you died today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? Not a maybe so, I think so, but you can know so. I share it every week. I share it every time I get the opportunity. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means we've all blown it. But the Bible gives us a remedy, and his name is Jesus. Jesus Christ came and lived a sinless life and paid for our sin debt in full by pouring out his blood as the perfect sacrifice, giving us life on the cross, being buried, and on the third day he rose, and he sits on the right-hand side of God. And he says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's this simple. It didn't, it's not cheap, but it's simple. It's simple faith. Jesus, I know I missed the mark. Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I believe you're the Savior. Jesus, come into my life. I believe you're the Son of God. Today, be my Savior. Lord, help me to walk this out. I need you. I need help, and I need you. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I, I pray that you, today's message finds you well. I ask you to share the message. Everybody needs a little help. And it comes from God Almighty, the Lord Jesus Christ. Have a great day. We'll see you soon.